podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on? I'm actually doing pretty well for going through hellfire on uh, on Sunday night, stepping through the fires, the hot, hot fires of Satan's lair as we watched Dude. Alex Jesus Smith struggle mightily. That was, that was the most insane look. I I I can't even I I haven't had that insane of a tilt <laughs> since since probably Nick Foles week last year. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, and it had. Of course, it was an island game. Of course, it was against my my team. All of that. Like, it was just. It was the the worst. Ca- it was it was it was just awful. It was so hard because at first I'm like, yeah, the Steelers are beating Alex Smith. Like, I'm cool with this because I'm a Steelers fan. And then, like, they they were destroying them, right? Like, just annihilating them. And I'm like, okay, Alex Smith needs to score fantasy points right. now. Yeah. Like, it needs to happen. Anytime now, yeah. Right. My, I was I – was, I, I had a stomach ache throughout the game uh, because of Alex Smith. I had – he had four fantasy points in the fourth quarter. Dude, no, it was – it's it was the worst kind of tilt because – there was never there was never a point in the game where you were not tilting into an, an, another galaxy, right? right because you're right. watching and it's it's dink and dunk. It's it's a it's that sort of tilt where it's um, you know fantasy points four yards at a time. You know, mm-hmm. dink dunk dink dunk interception. Did, did he no? Did he throw a pick? I don't know. He threw a pick. Uh, uh yeah, he threw the one. He threw, yeah. he threw one T- pick toward, towards the beginning. Towards the beginning. The okay, so so I have a I just. A, a real quick story about how extreme that first of all i had a headache so your stomach hurt right yeah my stomach my, my legitimately guys my stomach was hurting throughout that game. my head my by the by the end of the third quarter my head was throbbing okay <laughs> throbbing and i was like i was like walking around the whole house I, I i'm not even kidding i walked around the kitchen i was listening to the game at one point because i couldn't even look at the screen anymore because i just was sick of of watching him throw three yards at a time and so at one point I walked behind the couch and I and I actually like like stooped behind the couch, right? And it was when he threw three or four passes from the two yard line and none of them were complete. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So and then he throws that one to like the the fourth string tight end who drops it in the end zone. And I step back from the couch and I step on one of on one of my son's toys. His his ang- his Angry Bird uh, uh, toy, oh my God. and and it was I was I just had socks on, and it hurt so bad <laughs> that I like like my like my leg shot up and I slipped on my other and I went down. That's the that's the most that's the most dad tilt ever. And so I'm like so I actually tilted myself onto the floor. I mean, it, it, and and so it was it was you know injury to insult. Uh, and I and I can I tell you something? I didn't even watch. The, the the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, did- well, I, I was going to say, because when, when I was watching the game, I was DMing you. Because, look, Denny and I DM all the time because we're bros. So 
he, I, I was DMing you and I noticed that you weren't hitting me back because I, 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 I was assuming that you literally had tweet had tilted into another dimension. I know. I, I actually, yeah, I went into another dimension. I, I saw a new galaxy. It was amazing. And, and then right, I came back. No, but but seriously, corn, I couldn't watch corn, anymore. A galaxy of corn, just I, only corn. It, corn, yes. Uh, it was uh, uh, corn and and Miller Lite, as far as the uh, <laughs> the eye could see. But uh, so so I went to bed, uh, but I ended up not going to sleep until like one thirty in the morning because I was so tilted. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't get over it. Yeah, man. The, the, look, the same thing. I was I was tweet tilting, so I was I was sending tweets out, like trying to um, trying to prepare myself for what was going to be the equivalent of a fantasy football apocalypse for our brand, yeah. right? Where oh. where we would get hit up, our mentions would be on fire, people would start saying that streaming is stupid, all of the above. I mean, it was it, like, look. You guys are playing Alex Smith in your fantasy leagues, and you guys are thinking, oh, man, you know, the, the 11 other guys in my league are going to make fun of me because I played Alex Smith over, I don't know, Matt Ryan this week or something like that, uh, which we, by the way, we said that that Matt Ryan was still a decent play last week. Right. Um uh, that, sorry, I, I just interjected there like Donald Trump would. That's that's my bad. No, no, but you didn't say something like like sad. We told you, you, you didn't say we told you to play Jeff George next <laughs> last week. Blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so so the Alex, so so you know, you guys are going to be made fun of by the eleven other other guys in your league. We're look, we're tilting just as hard as you are. Not only are we, I, like, I mean, I used Alex Smith last week. Not only are we using Alex Smith as well, but. We don't want you guys to hate us. We want you guys to come back and listen. And if Alex Smith goes out and puts up four fantasy points, I mean, it, that that's 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 horrible. I know. I was brand. I was tilting for many reasons. One was you know the reputation of of the the brand and the show, and obviously I wanted I wanted things to go well on that front. But also I had Alex in two leagues where the game was close, close, close the, the whole the whole day. It was going back and forth and back and forth. And I come into Sunday night needing, you know, just a few points from Alex and I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. And finally, I was like, I was like, fine, I'm just going to bed. I wake up the next morning. I was like, oh, what do you know? Yeah, dude. So I, I, the way that I, th- I was trying to think, like, what was this like? And I think that the best way to describe it is if you go to a restaurant and you're really, really hungry and the food just takes forever to get there and you're sitting there and you're just like oh my god i just want my food you're like fidgety you're just you're just oh my god i need my food i'm gonna pass out i'm so hungry and which i know you probably don't even get hungry so you don't know what, what i'm talking about here but our, our <laughs> listeners, mean, of course our, i get hungry our listeners, our listeners will understand this <laughs> but so you know you're like sitting at the at the table and you're like oh my god i just want my food i just want my food and it takes like an hour to get your food but then when the food comes man the food is delicious and that's exactly what happened with alex smith because at the end of that game when he scored that touchdown the tilt was officially over because he at least was going to get like 13 fantasy points which wasn't going to kill you and then the greatest part of this of this whole entire debacle which turned into something phenomenal was that Alex Smith, they got down to the three-yard line. There's eight seconds left, and it's fourth down. And instead of just letting the clock run, they line up uh, for a play. And, and instead of instead of them running the play, they line up for this play. And Jeremy Macklin looks at the line of scrimmage, and he sees that things are all screwed up. So instead of them running this play and probably throwing an incomplete pass because they clearly weren't lined up correctly, Jeremy Macklin calls a timeout. <laughs> and then when he when they come back on the field – Alex Smith throws a literal last second touchdown 
to Travis Kelsey, which bolstered Alex Smith to being a QB 11 in week four. That, which is unbelievable that he finished his QB. And, and I really, I have to say, Jeremy Macklin, you are the real MVP. Yes, uh, Jeremy Macklin deserves everything. For, I mean, I, I love Jeremy Macklin more than any other wide receiver not named Antonio Brown and Marvin Jones. Hey, and, and by the way, here's what I would compare it to. You talk about food, whatever. I don't care about food. Uh, <laughs> d- just to stay on the biblical front here, I would compare it to the trials of Job. There you go. I think that we went through a Job-like situation on Sunday night, and we survived, and we got QB11 numbers out of it. So We did. I mean, look, Denny, it was it was a tilting week, but overall it was a really freaking good week. For it sure. was. It, it was. It was phenomenal. I mean, not only did we have Alex Smith end up as a QB11, but the two other quarterbacks that we mentioned on the show, I know that we mentioned a few, but the two that we were really tracking, Joe Flacco ended up with 22 fantasy points. So I'm sorry if I or you, Denny, uh, I'll just speak on behalf of you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry if, if I told you to start Smith over Flacco because I got those questions a lot during the week. And then we did tweet out that we were going to start Smith over Flacco, which I think the process was certainly there. I just, I mean, look, I didn't expect the Steelers to unleash hell on, on Kansas City uh, the way that they did offensively. Yeah. So, there, you know, there's a, there's a difference between a negative game script like we like you see often with quarterbacks and a negative game script like you saw against the Steelers with Alex mm. Smith where it's the game is so out of hand that I I can't what I what was re, what I was really fearing for Denny is which would actually be hilarious and I would probably look in hindsight in 20 years and say to myself man that was a hilarious thing that happened but you know who the who Alex Smith's backup is it's, no. it's Nick Foles. Oh, it's Foles. Oh, my God. Foles would have come in and thrown three if, touchdowns. If Foles, if Foles would have come in after this tilt and then done what we wanted Alex Smith to do, it would have just come full circle. Like, everything – it would have been incredible. And like I said, I would not have gotten over that for about 20 years until finally I'd look back and laugh at that situation. I think it would be time to um, to exit civilization, to go live in the woods yes. by ourselves. I, I don't – I don't believe that. But yeah, I mean, look at last week was great. We have Alex at QB 11. We have Brian Hoyer, I think, at QB 8. Yeah, right? Brian Hoyer with 19.78 fantasy points. Joe Flacco, again, 22. Yeah. Uh, we had Hunter Henry at tight end, 16.1. Yes. He scored a touchdown. Kyle Rudolph scored a touchdown. Cameron Brait got a lot of looks. Uh, and then the Washington defense uh, with with eight fantasy points, which was you know they they didn't play great, but uh, last week defensively the streaming was was very tough. The Lions actually got a return touchdown, which saved them. Uh, Andre Roberts returned a punt, uh, so they got nine fantasy points. So you're looking at a, a pair of top twelve ish defenses. You're looking at tight ends that were essentially all tight end ones, and you're looking at quarterbacks that are all QB ones. Yeah, like how how like that. Well, we should just retire. It's like getting a hole in one and just walking off the golf course. Yeah, no, this is uh, Hunter Henry was uh, tight end four uh, with sixteen fantasy points. I mean, man, yeah, it was a really solid. And that that was another thing. You know, I was like, oh my god, Alex, you're gonna you're gonna you know drop a nuclear bomb on this otherwise fantastic week. And right. thank God, you know, thank God that he didn't. Thank God that that everything kind of came full. Thank God that Andy Reid doesn't care about his his players' health. Jamal Charles in that blowout, Denny was getting late fourth quarter carries. I know what was happening. Look, I I think it was irresponsible for him to play as starters in the 
fourth quarter at all. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like Alex Smith could have easily finished with less than five fantasy points, and we would not be recording right now because, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would be way too embarrassed to show my face slash voice anywhere. Oh man, I would. I'd actually have to delete your account. Yeah, it just I like I. It's just amazing that when stuff like that's going on, the kind of thoughts that go through your head. Like yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, look, I'm just being open about it. Like I, I was, I was nervous as shit, man. Look at 55 dropbacks for QB 11 numbers. That is just I've I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it was it was bad. Uh, but we're on. We're we're done with week four. Uh, I was looking at our QB streaming numbers to start the year. We're actually better than than Cam Newton right now. But nice. look, I don't expect. We've been we've been around QB six the last two years. I'm not saying that this is going to happen again this year, but. Um, you know, and I, I don't want to make as we did last year. I'm not trying to make like a big a big thing about who our confidence picks are, just because there are leagues where they're available, there are leagues that they're not, and it just causes more confusion and chaos. But just just for the record, just for for uh, bookkeeping purposes, mm-hmm. you guys can always uh, hit us up too. We'll share. I will share uh, the spreadsheet that I have that that uh, compiles all the information for our streamers. So, uh, all right, Denny, we're on to week five. Why don't you talk about a defensive streamer that folks can use? Yes, uh, defensively, uh, I think the, <laughs> there's a there's a streamer there's a streamer available on seventy five percent of ESPN waiver wires that I would play over every defense except for Minnesota and Denver this week, and that is Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers uh, defense, uh, like I said, is available seventy five percent of waiver wires. They uh, not only uh, looked unbelievable all all world uh, uh, against the chiefs on sunday night but now they get the most generous offense uh as far as fantasy points to opposing defenses in the jets with their new king of dgaf ryan fitzpatrick who has thrown as you all know nine interceptions he over is, the past he is, two weeks he is the he is now crowned no, the king of dgaf I, and 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 so nine interceptions <laughs> which is just unbelievable, uh, in a game where, you know, uh, according to Ve- uh, Vegas implied totals and uh, everything else, you would think that they're going to face, the Jets are going to face some negative game script, and and that's exactly how he got into huge trouble against Kansas City, throwing six interceptions, but also uh, how he imploded against Seattle once Seattle uh, mounted a, a small lead he just uh, he had to throw it, and Seattle knew it. So I I think that if the Steelers can get into that position again, uh, and I think that they might be able to, just maybe, uh, you know, you 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 have the potential for a lot of turnovers. Now, I I don't know if there's some adjustment in the works for the Jets or what, but I think that you just you just have to trust that this the Steelers are home. And they're playing this team that is just bleeding fantasy points to opposing defenses. So I'm all in. Yeah, the thing about the Steelers at home, we mentioned this last week, is they're they're averaging over 30 points per game at home over, since the beginning of 2014, which just screams negative game script for the Jets, positive game script for the Steelers. That's exactly what you want out of your fantasy defense. And look, last week, the, the big difference from the Steelers was that they were able to pressure the quarterback, which they haven't been able to do to start the season. That's really what they did last year, which really masks – their deficiencies, which is in the secondary. So I expect them to be able to get to Fitzpatrick. They're at home. Totally agree with you. I think they're a great play. Uh, Another good play, I think, this week is the Dolphins' defense. The Titans have scored 
more than 20 points zero times this year, Denny, um, because the exotic Smash Mouth is something that you see out of uh, a, a 1975 football team. Right. I mean, what, like, like this is the least surprising thing ever. God forbid you have to throw the football to win football games. Imagine that. Um, defenses against this Titans team this year, Minnesota week one ranked first, Detroit week two ranked 13th, Oakland week three ranked ninth, Houston last week ranked seventh in defensive scoring. So you're looking at a very high floor more than likely, not just because they don't give up many points, but because they're turning the ball over a lot. Uh, The Titans have thrown a pick in every game. They fumbled three times so far this season. And the other thing too, you know, you're going to look at this Dolphins team and say, oh, they can't play defense. You're not completely wrong. The secondary has been very, very bad as we saw with uh, AJ Green on Thursday night who torched them. Uh, But the the Dolphins are actually fourth in the NFL right now in, in quarterback hits. So, the Titans have actually been decent at, at not allowing sacks. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if, if Miami can can pressure Mariota and get him to the ground because, you know, we, chances are there will be a turnover somewhere, and chances are it's not going to be a, a sincerely high-scoring game. I mean, it's, it's just very hard to picture that given the way this Titans offense has performed so far. Well, you know, it, 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 look, it's not just the exotic smash mouth. They don't have a wide receiver. No. They, they, uh, Tajay Sharp is their number one by far from a snap standpoint, but Tajay Sharp is also a, a fifth-round rookie. So um, I think overall, uh, anyone who really plays the Titans is, a, is in a good spot. Miami in particular, they're, they're home favorites in this game. So I, I, I think that they're a very good secondary option to Pittsburgh. You know, you mentioned how uh, A.J. Green lit up the Miami secondary on Thursday night. Um, I, was, I was totally the dog sipping coffee in a room full of flames that night yeah. because I was playing against AJ green everywhere. Right. And God. so I'm like, you know, he catches like two long balls and I'm like, this is, I'm fine. Look at, I'm fine. No, you know, you don't win and you don't lose on Thursday night. Everything's cool. Everything. And then he scores a touchdown and then another long ball. And then yeah, another, dude. and I was like, I'm still fine. It's still okay. Everything's fine. And then eventually I just gave up and I was like, okay, well, he's just, he's just scored 38 fantasy points. So I'm pretty much done now. Yeah. That was, that was an absolutely insane performance. Yeah. Um, so Dolphins D Steelers D Denny, give us our, this is, I think our consensus top quarterback streamer this week. Yeah. And I think, you know, we need to talk about him as maybe a guy who we will going, he, we will be going back to in coming weeks. We'll, and that's, we'll, we'll see what happens in week five. Denny. We will see. Yeah. We, we, we may swear him off forever too. Uh, so we're going to break our rookie rule here and go with Carson Wentz. Uh, and you know what? Maybe it's different because Carson Wentz is 36 years old. So, you know, yeah, true. Um, he's Brandon Whedon uh, style rookie rookie. But uh, so um, Wentz has, has been obviously very solid um, in, in his three starts. Um, it's uh, five touchdowns uh, to zero interception ratio. He has uh, a very low uh, a dot is 7.7, which is 29th. Uh, in the NFL, but that's by design, right? I mean, the the, the Eagles are being very safe uh, on offense, very safe with their th- with the type of throws that he has. Uh, they're picking their spots and being aggressive. They're picking very carefully, I should say, and uh, and that's because they they don't have to push the pace. They don't have to push the ball downfield because that defense is playing well. They're getting leads. And he is not forced into this horrible negative game script that we often talk about on the show, uh, which has been great. Uh, Wentz is uh, is averaging 0.47 fantasy points per drop back, which is the same as Philip Rivers and Drew Brees 
Only seven quarterbacks have a higher uh, have a higher fantasy points per dropback rate. Uh, so he's he's being efficient. He also has a little possibly Konami code in his game. Uh, he's rushed three. He's averaged three rushes per game, and um, you know he seems like the kind of guy who could uh, could deliver a uh, a decent rushing performance at any time. Maybe even a, a red zone run or two. So uh, you know he's playing he's playing a a pretty much hapless yes. Lions defense at this point. Terrible. Uh, Lions have given up uh, 12 passing touchdowns in four games, including, you know, we, that's why we targeted him last week with Brian Hoyer, and and that uh, that worked out fine. Uh, Detroit is giving up uh, 70, a 70.8% completion rate so far this year, and that's uh, the second worst. Only the Jets are worse as far as completion rate given up. So they are, by by all measurements, by all measures, uh, this is a very good matchup for Wentz. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, at what Detroit's given up so far this year, week one, Andrew Luck was the QB1. Week two, Marcus Mariota, who we just talked about playing in that horrible offense, was QB18, which for Marcus Mariota, not bad. He put up 16.62 fantasy points. Uh, then week three, Aaron Rodgers, he was QB3. And then Brian Hoyer was QB7 last week. So mm. you're looking at a phenomenal matchup, a, a banged-up defense, to be fair, but regardless it doesn't really matter we don't we don't we have we show no mercy here on living the stream no yeah no we attack we attack and it's at home and the eagles are comfortable favorites uh i don't have the number in front of me right now but um i believe it's like they're like five. three i think they're like three three and a half maybe but but even still i mean they're on the road so it's uh i mean that, that's a big deal they are on the road i'm sorry i just said they were at home okay oh so, my bad <laughs> so anyway, uh, I I really I'm very confident in what's I mean, they're, on the, they're, they're on the road in a dome, so that's mm-hmm. that's that's helpful as well. I actually a part of me thinks that the Lions are still going to be able to move the ball, um, and if that's the case, and that's good for a potential high scoring game uh, in, in this contest. I think Philly's just gonna. I mean, look, Philly's defense has been great, but I I always like the fact that the home. You know, if if this were played in Philly. I think that the spread would obviously be like minus six, minus seven, number one. But number two, I would feel a lot more, a lot less confident about the Lions' offense being able to move the ball. And if that was the case, and I'd be afraid of uh, them not having to use much Carson Wentz overall. Uh, but I think they're going to have to. I think my, I think that uh, Detroit's going to be able to move the ball at least a bit, uh, and Marvin Goat might score a touchdown. <laughs> I like I like the uh, the Wentz goat uh, stack. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, go go with the Wentz goat stack this week in DFS. <laughs> Um, I'll go, th- I'll go through a pair of quarterbacks that I think, you know, I, I, I do think Wentz is a great play this week. We think that he would be the top play. Um, but don't, don't overlook the quarterback situation in Denver. And this goes for whichever quarterback ends up playing. Cause I don't think that there's a significant, significant drop off from Trevor Simeon to Paxton Lynch. At least look, Paxton Lynch just came off the bench last week and it's a really bad Tampa secondary. I understand. And he played well, like he, he did fine. Right. Um, but Trevor Simeon this week, uh, looks like he, he, right now, it looks like he's going to go, uh, he faces an Atlanta secondary. That's been awful this year. They've allowed a top five fantasy performance to Jameis Winston, a top three, one to Derek Carr, top four, one to Drew Brees. And look last week, it would have been a really good performance by cam. If you assume that like, I mean, look combined Derek Anderson, you know, to Denny, the better quarterback of the two, right. Um, the, him, him combined with Cam's production would have been very, very good quarterback numbers. So the Atlanta secondary has been torched. Denver's at home. They're six-point favorites with a game that has a 47.5 point over-under. 
uh, which gives them actually the fifth highest implied team total of the week, which is something that you obviously, you, you know, we, we talk about all the time. That's something that you want to look for in your quarterback streamer. And look, overall, the Denver quarterbacks aren't performing all that poorly, at least the last couple of weeks. Uh, they combined for 17 last week. Simeon was the, was the QB1 the week prior in Cincinnati. Uh, I think it sets up well for them overall in this contest, because especially because the, the, the Falcons offense has been able to move the ball so well to this, this year. Yeah, I, I'm very much into whoever starts for Denver. If uh, Simeon is, is actually healthy, maybe we'll, we'll get a feel for that on Friday or Saturday, but... Um, I personally, I would love to see Lynch start. I I would be very bullish on Lynch. Yeah, for sure. And then the last guy just to bring up, uh, you know, I, I, I've kind of gone back and forth. I had Flacco here, didn't feel great about it. Then I started talking to you and Rich, uh, Rich Rebar, our buddy, and we're just kind of going back and forth talking about it. And, you know, I think that we just all kind of realized Rich, Rich, especially Rich wasn't as into as to Flacco. So this is, this is because of Rich is the reason that we're, we're bringing up Brian Hoyer here. Um, but Washington's defense for Flacco, they do rank 31st against the pass according to number fire metrics. But I think that the fear with Flacco this week is that they're going to want to run the football because you can run the football against Washington. As we saw last week was with Isaiah Crowell, as we see almost every week for the most part against this Washington defense. So that's, that's kind of the fear of Flacco. Instead, we're going to go with Brian Hoyer. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's a a good deeper play in the secondary ranks fifth worst according to number fire metrics. Chicago's an underdog by four and a half points, so that's not exactly great, but they are playing in a dome. And look, Hoyer hasn't been that bad when his team loses. I, I ran some splits. Uh, I was using the Rotoviz app today. And um, over the last two years, he's played in eight games where his team uh, has lost by six or more points. And in those games, he's actually only scored 0.03 points fewer than mm. out of the split. So he's basically the same fantasy quarterback when his team loses by a touchdown or more. Uh, and when it doesn't, and, and, and even, I mean, I, I was, you know, messing around a little bit and it's, it's not like it's a significant difference when you, when you change that by a point, two points, three points and so on. So I think Hoyer, you know, you, you look at the, the quarterbacks that have faced Indianapolis so far, Matthew Stafford, QB four, Blake Bortles, QB three, Phillip Rivers was a QB 23, but that offense was kind of in disarray a little bit uh, throughout that game. And then uh, Trevor Simeon was QB 26. So I think what that's saying is, what that's showing you, is that it's a very boomer bust option with Brian Hoyer this week, which is, which is why we're not as into him as we are a Carson Wentz or even one of the Broncos quarterbacks. But I do think that if you need to dig deep, I don't think Brian Hoyer is this awful option. Right. I mean, I don't think that Hoyer's ever going to be catapulted to like the top streamer pick of the week. But I think, scary. Yeah. I think he's a great, I think he's a great fallback uh, for, for deep leagues. And, I don't think that anybody can come can come at us with the uh, well. He's not available in my league. Um, yeah, exactly. Because exactly. he probably you, is. Yeah, you can't come up with that. Yeah. All right, Denny. Tight ends. Let's hear it. We have we have one main tight end play that we want to play this week, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of shocked to see that Cameron Bright is available on 91 percent of ESPN waiver wires. Uh, Bright, uh, who is by the way, he's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end. In case, um, yeah, yeah, you just, know. Yeah. You don't I, know. I, I mean, I see why am I? Yeah, it's not. Look, it's it's not. He's not a uh, universally known uh, uh, commodity here. Uh, and yes, on this show, we call human beings commodities. Right. Of course. Um, he's uh, he's tight end nine uh, through four weeks, and he's really only had starter snaps for three of those weeks. Mostly two, actually. Two. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And so he's tight end nine, um, and he has a lot. He's a lot going for him. So. Uh, he has 
10 catches on 18 targets over the past two games. He even, you know, was fine in that dismal effort by the 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 horrible Bucks offense against uh the Broncos last week. Um maybe more importantly, no, not maybe. Definitely more importantly, he has six red zone targets, uh, which is more red zone looks than all but four tight ends uh, through the first four weeks. So, you know, he's getting he's getting opportunity where it counts the most. And we, like we've talked about before, uh, with tight ends, we're we're looking for a touchdown. You know, these guys are not getting massive volume where uh, where they can post, you know, pitta type lines and 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 get out of. Uh, get out of the game fine with like 15 PPR points without a touchdown. So he is getting looks in the end zone. And as far as the matchup, uh, so Carolina has allowed uh, four tight end touchdowns in four games. Uh, and, and then I thought back to that opener. And it, when we, we mentioned this on with a week two show where Virgil green was standing all by himself, Yeah, yeah. you know, in the back of the end zone. And it was, I think it was tipped at the, at the line of scrimmage. Yep. So, uh, so, you know, Guys are, you know, tight ends are scoring touchdowns against Carolina. Uh, tight ends have, have 14 receptions against the Panthers over the past three weeks. Uh, I I love Bray, and I think that he's a guy that you pick up now who could very easily become an every-week starter going forward. Yeah, I mean, without ASJ, he's played 78% and 87% of the team's snaps, which is obviously great. Uh, the Buccaneers are going to see a negative game script more than likely in this contest. It's, it'd be hard to believe the Panthers don't go two and three, that they would be one and four, right? When they're playing in Carolina, they're playing a bad, bad Tampa Bay team. Uh, it would be hard. It would. It's hard to imagine Tampa Bay doesn't throw the ball 35, 40 plus times in in this contest. Is this a is this a Monday night game? Yeah, yeah. So we'll oh, be able to, dude, we'll be hey, able to you, tilt. Beware! Look at beware the the Monday night home dog. Beware the home. That's. That's a lesson I've learned. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I think, although, is this game, isn't this game in Carolina? Oh, it is? Yeah, God, it's in Carolina. I, man, I'm all over the place. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, they're, they're Carolina's six-point favorites. They'll, they'll be fine. They're going to be de- fine. Delete my... But but look, that's but what I'm saying is, though, is that a negative game script like that is going to be is great for pass catchers. So Cameron Braid is going to probably see a good bit of volume and what's been one of the most pass happy teams in the league. I think they have the most pass attempts to start the season. So uh, I love Cameron Braid. I think that he could be a guy that we're going to rely on moving forward. We relied on him last week, came through with a decent PPR performance. Um, the other guy is a much, much deeper play, uh, but I feel like I, I think that it's necessary to bring up. It's Richard Rogers, Denny. Which you can pour some out for your boy Jared Cook right now. Yeah, this is just this just hurts. Just get this over with. Yeah, I know. The Giants. Look, we we've targeted the Giants in the past, uh, even the season, uh, because that's really an area of the field where they're susceptible. We saw Kyle Rudolph score a touchdown on Monday night against them. They've now surrendered 23 receptions to tight ends this year, but that also includes a Week Two game where Kobe Fleener caught just two passes on eight targets. Uh, just to show you why and how or how that area of the field the middle of the field where they're they're terrible linebacker play why that's susceptible look at where the quarterbacks are throwing week one jason witten had 14 targets week two kobe fleener had eight targets week three jordan reed had seven targets and then last week or sorry it's a couple of days ago on monday night uh yesterday actually because we're recording this on tuesday <laughs> good lord the, the tilt the tilt just threw me off i don't I'm even know you. What, what, no. day, what, what, what what day is this right now listen the t- the tilt sp- uh has has actually bent the space time continuum <laughs> right, exactly uh kyle rudolph had seven targets in that contest so 
There's no Jared Cook. Richard Rodgers will be the team's tight end. And don't forget, Denny, that Richard Rodgers had eight games last year with five or more targets. Like, he, he was used even though he runs like a dad. God. Um, I, I, look, you're playing for touchdowns. It's not a bad matchup. Uh, they're playing at home. You would expect the Packers to be able to score points. Uh, I think he's a good play, especially especially with the way that some of the corners have been playing for, for the Giants this year. Well, you know what? Richard Rodgers' Twitter will be very happy with your recommendation. Yeah, I bet. Richard Rodgers' Twitter is fierce, man. <laughs> Justin Perillo is probably going to score the touchdown, though. Oh, don't even say it. Wait, does he, does he dress? Yeah. Oh, he'll be the number two. Dear God. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe they're dressing a guy that I can beat in a foot race. But Yeah, they, they, they should just start you, honestly. They really should. Uh, all right, just to recap, that's Richard Rodgers, Cameron Brait, Brian Hoyer, Trevor Simeon slash Paxton Lynch, Carson Wentz. Those quarterbacks just, like, sound horrible, but hopefully they produce. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, like, what are we doing right now? Like, what – look, what – I like, if I were to go to someone and they say, hey, what, what's your podcast all about? Oh, oh, we talk about Trevor Simeon and Brian Hoyer. Great, right, we talk about bad about. quarterbacks. Yeah, we talk, we talk about bad quarterbacks, bad defenses, and backup tight ends is what we talk about. But you know what, though? That is the brand, and I love the brand. I do, too. I love the brand as well. Dolphins defense and Steelers defense as the defensive streamers of the week. All right, Denny, let's get into our Twitter questions. We've got quite a few. Couldn't choose all of yours because we get it a lot now because the brand is becoming more and more popular, so I'm sorry. Uh, You're not sorry. If we didn't get yours, yeah. Uh, this first one is at bedtime 37. What is this? What is this handle? Bedtime. Bedtime. Bed, but it's not just bedtime. It's bedtime 37. You're right. Uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what a, a, bedtime 37. Please at us and explain your handle. Please. Uh, what has the problem been with Brandon Cooks and what should owners do with him going forward? Um, He's not, a, he's not a typical number one. He's had two really, really tough matchups the last two weeks with Jason Verrett and Desmond Trufant. Uh, but he's he, he disappears in those tough matchups, man. Yeah, and, and he also has insane road uh, home road splits, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like off the charts. So I don't know. I mean, in a 12-team league, you have to start him, right? Yeah, you can't bench him. Uh, obviously, they have a bye this week. But, I mean, it's... That that's just what Brandon Cooks is. That's kind of what you signed up for when you drafted him. Not not unlike how you signed up when you when you drafted Amari Cooper, you signed up for a guy that doesn't know how to score touchdowns. But I thought that when I drafted Brandon Cooks, that I was getting Antonio Bryant because he's small, and Maybe. so is Antonio Bryant. Brown, you mean? God, I always say Antonio Bryant. Why do I always say that? <laughs> I'm. But- I only I'm only saying that because someone someone called you out one time. I why am I why this is unbel- why can I not get this? You know what? I'm mixing the Steelers' best receiver with their second best receiver. Right, that's the problem. Yeah, is, yeah, it to- totally makes sense. I get it. God. Um, plus Alex Smith put us on tilt for the rest of the week. So I'm I'm so, I'm tilting so hard. We we need to pause the podcast. And literally anything that we do, moving like any mistake we make this week is because of Alex Smith. I told I told my boss that. Yeah. Yeah. It's smart. Next one. At K of the world. Is Crowder a hold for at least a week? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's gonna be involved in the offense. The problem is that what we saw this past week, he only got three targets. Those targets went to Jordan Reed. That's just kind of the way that it's gonna be. Uh and you would expect Jordan Reed to have a significant role in the offense because Jordan Reed's very good. Um not to say Crowder's not. I think he's fine if you need a high floor, especially with bye weeks coming up. Depends yeah. how big your league is, though. Exactly. And uh, if we're talking like 10-team, then no way. 
Right. But right. Uh, next one at S Cedar zero one five. Do you prefer when Jay Fisher gets to eight and eight alternating win loss or when he gets out to a hot start, then goes on a long losing streak? Well, I think, I think that what's going to happen this year is they're going to go like five and one and then they're going to go eight and eight. Makes sense. And it's going to be great. I, I it usually is a total debacle for the first half, and then he wins his Super Bowl against Seattle every year. Right. And then they go on like a little run, right? But right, that's just gonna the opposite. Be, it's going to be, but dude, what if the Rams like win the NFC West and go to the playoffs? It's going to be amazing. I want that to happen. I, 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 want, I want it to happen because everyone at this point knows that Jeff Fisher is a joke. Like, like, did you see the challenges that he challenged on? You know on, what? On you know what that was. That 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 reminded me of being, of being mad while you're playing a a video game. Yeah. And and yeah. and call, just calling for the challenge because you're so mad. Right. Right. It totally did. It, it terrible. Yeah. But it was really bad. Those challenges were awful. Next one at K of the world again is Crabtree the Raiders' best wide receiver now. I mean, if you had to choose. You you might have to go Crabtree, right? You have to. I think you have to. He's the only one that like Amari Cooper does not get red zone looks. This is exactly what happened last season, and the hope for people who were drafting Amari Cooper was that things would turn around this year. But the, he's not getting red zone. Seth Roberts has more red zone looks than Amari Cooper. Yeah, no. It, I mean, Carr is laser focused on Crabtree in a lot of situations, including near the end zone. Yeah. and I think that that matters a lot. I agree. Next one, at Yusuf Cars, he says, uh, would you trade Larry Fitzgerald and Fuller for Gurley? Mm. I have Zeke and Hyde as my running backs. Still have T.Y., Alshon, and J-Matt. I mean, I might because, look, if Carson Palmer misses significant time, then none of the Cardinals' pass catchers are worth it, worth anything in fantasy. You're done. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm, I'm a really big Will Fuller guy, too. And I, I just don't think, look, we talked about Todd Gurley before and everything's happening that we talked about. He has a 2.63 yards per carry average. The, the schedule should open up. I mean, like, I'm not totally against this trade. You know, you do say that you have Zeke and Hyde at running back. I'm assuming this is like a 10-team league. Um, I'm not against it. I'm not against getting Gurley, uh, maybe seeing if he has a good week this week because they're at home, they're playing a defense that, that you can run on, and then trying to sell him. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be fine with that. But And also... Uh, so Fuller's happening, right? I mean, Fuller is... Oh, yeah. And someone asked us about DeAndre, so we can talk about that yeah. whenever that comes okay. up. Uh, next one, at Matt3RMind. He says, uh, was offered Matt Ryan for Latavius Murray, currently streaming with Flacco right now. Do I take it? I mean, the thing is, with every... Okay, so a lot of people are acquiring Matt Ryan this week just in time to see him score seven fantasy right. points against the Broncos. Right, right. So you can't play him this week, I guess. If you're solid at running back, I guess you do it. And just, and but you can't play. I I believe that I don't believe that Matt Ryan is a top twenty play this week. Yeah, I'm more in like the fifteen range with Ryan this week, but I can understand. I mean, I tweeted some stuff out that the Broncos at home over the last two years, counting this year, um, they've been they they've allowed an average of like thirteen fantasy points per game, but they've also played like Andrew Luck and and Tom Brady and. Um, I mean, they, they've played some, some good quarterbacks, but the thing, Latavius Murray is kind of worthless right now. He is. You, you, you can't, I mean, in a 14 teamer, I'd be happy to, to start him. Just maybe he'll fall into the end zone, but yeah. Yeah. you know, other than that, no. Right. 
<clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, you can make that trade. I, I generally just don't want to trade for quarterbacks, but Latavius Murray I just don't like anymore. Uh, next one, at Tyler Strong 95 what do you do when Jordan Howard is the best running back on your team? You mean on your fantasy team or your pro team? This probably, probably fantasy team. <laughs> I don't do think that's do? that bad. I mean, that's fine. That's Jordan Howard should be fine. This is fine. This is fine. Hey, he should be all right. He mm-hmm. should be okay. Mm-hmm. Next sure. one, at Bob Mahalik. I'm just mad that Dwayne Washington got hurt. I know. Uh, next one's at Bob Mahalik. Should, who should I stash? Smallwood, Booker, or DeAndre Washington? We, we always I, get Booker questions. Yeah, I don't know about Booker. Uh I mean, I like I like stashing Smallwood a Me lot. Me too. Me too. I think Smallwood would be the, the look there. Uh, next one at TTE seven twenty. Winston or the streamers at quarterback. So Winston obviously plays Carolina. I'd play Wentz over Winston. I'd play I'd play all streamers over Winston. Me too, guys. Winston is bad. Yeah, like he might be bad. He might be really bad. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know he played two sports in college. And he's that's supposed to make him good at football, but he's bad. So well, let's I, just I'm I'm just laughing at the victory laps in week one when he destroyed the Falcons secondary. Oh my god. I'm listen, I'm preparing so hard for a victory lap on Jameis Winston. I am I'm I've been working out for weeks <laughs> ready for that lap. I'm gonna sprint through that lap. Uh next one at Sports Guys Sports Guy tweets. How are you valuing Jimmy Graham going forward? I'd like to hear your take on this, Denny, because I wrote I, about it today. Yeah, I mean, he he's getting decent, a decent number of uh, of targets. I think yeah, he had uh, seventeen over the last two weeks. Right, and so I mean, if he's back, I guess he's back, right? Full health wise. Yeah. Um, so I think you know, if you have him, and, and good for you if you went out and just drafted him. Uh, but if you have him, I think you're starting him at this point. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a really good buy, especially right now. They they are on their bye week, so you might be able to get him for a little bit cheaper. But I, I generally don't trade for tight ends, but I think Jimmy could just be a week in, week out guy this year. Yeah. Uh next one at Jake Taco. That's a good that's a uh, a good handle. Jake Taco. Is it just me or does Denny sound like Toby from the office? Oh my god. That's, I do. That's... <laughs> I just I just said that oh my god and then, and then oh wow I actually do sound like Toby okay I'm gonna go uh, scream in the shower for a little while <laughs> jeez I never thought about it but it's it's not like, no you're 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 an enthusiastic Toby you're, I mean you're like because like the funniest parts in the office were with Toby's character is when he got like excited about things <laughs> right like that was that was it, but that's that's you Daddy like that's that's what you are is you're excited Toby. It, I'm excited, Toby. That would be my new handle at Excited Toby. That's good. <laughs> oh, I hope that's not taken. Someone, if it's not, someone's definitely gonna gonna at us with that uh, in the next couple of days. Oh my! And they're gonna put my oh my god! They're gonna put my hair on Toby. <laughs> oh my god! It's so good. This is my life. The next one at Frollo six two five. How quickly after a game starts do you start getting tilt messages? I'm guessing two minutes in. Yeah, I I would say by one oh nine p.m. Yeah. Till messages come very very fast all of the time. Yeah, right. It's oh, why hasn't this guy scored fifteen points? And he just dropped the pass for six yards. Like okay, okay, right. relax. Like we're watching we're watching the exact same games, guys. We know. I'm watching it. I'm not liking it, but hey, guess what? It's one oh nine p.m. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one is at first round QB. Our buddy Kenny Darter. 
He says, why is no one talking about how at first one QB is dominating SFB 480? I don't know who this is. Let's skip to the next question. By the way, my SFB team, Denny, remember how it was second to last? Yeah. No longer second to last. Last? No, no. It's like I'm like in the I'm like in the bottom quarter percentile for sure. I've had so many freaking injuries, but and I lost Trevor Simeon. Hopefully he plays. But I got Le'Veon Bell back, so things are looking up. Yeah, I um I stopped uh, looking at my overall standing because I've had 700 points scored against me over oh four my weeks. Gosh. So rough. I'm done. Next one at Arthur Stanny. He says, at this point, is luck droppable? Wow. No, I wouldn't drop luck. Yeah. What? I mean, that seems. He still he still puts up performances, but look, I mean, I mean, not to not to pat ourselves in the back, but we know that that, that Andrew Luck is not elite. I mean, he, he still has the garbage time thing going for him, and for, yeah, he could. Sure. He couldn't. He could do it last week, but he can usually do it. The best. The, the best thing that we've talked about, like the most accurate. Look, I'm not trying to like like say we were so right. We were so right. I'm just saying the way that we described Andrew Luck on this podcast for the last three years is so factual. He's a way better fantasy quarterback than real life quarterback. Yeah. So, so when you watch him play, you're going to feel like he's not putting up fantasy numbers, but then he just does magically. Uh, so he's not a bad fantasy option. He's he's certainly going to have his downs. Uh, there there's really no quarterback right now in fantasy that's that's that is giving you a consistent no matter what floor maybe outside of cam and even cam has been not as great uh throwing the ball tom brady's gonna be that guy though probably yeah hey you know what uh i remember some some guy uh in the offseason saying that cam newton was due for regression is that does that sound familiar yeah Mm. kind of remember that imagine that do you Mm. can i can i also tell you denny what is also making me a little bit happy I mean, look, I'm only human, and I only want to be right. The whole Kelvin Benjamin thing is making me pretty happy. It should, because he got bailed out with a touchdown last week. Other than that, it was garbage. That's two weeks in a row, then, that he didn't really do much. And, like, he's going to blow up this week, trust me. Against Tampa Bay, oh, my God, he's going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and look, I'm okay. I know we have a joke going where I think Derek Anderson is an upgrade over Cam, everything. But... But in his starts two years ago, he targeted the hell out of Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, Benjamin could see 10, 12 targets. And it's a and bad go, secondary. Go berserk, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think Kelvin's in a good spot, but you can't use him in DFS really because, well, I mean, you could, but you can't use him in the main slate because he's oh, not yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah. Um, and look. We're going to talk about things we got right and wrong all the time in this podcast, but this is also our podcast, so we're going to talk about things we get right probably more often. Am I right? I think that that's human nature. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fine. We talk about our bad bad streaming calls all the time. Oh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, look, we we totally uh I think the self-deprecation has turned up to 11 on this show. Yeah, so, I mean, look, like fine. we suck, we get it. So let us just have some things. Let me let me have the Kelvin thing for the last two weeks before Kelvin goes off this week, guys. Just let me have that. Yes. Uh, next one at J Alex Olguin. He says, "JJ and Denden, my coworker has just awakened me to the world of everyday carry and pocket knives. Do you carry a knife?" Okay. Then he responded and he said, on top of this, something along the lines of like, "Before you answer this question, like guess if the other person carries a knife." 
And okay. I'm I, 100% you do not carry a knife. I'm going to I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that you <laughs> don't carry a knife. Okay, so now we're past that. Do people carry knives like this? Why are you carrying a knife around? Like, what is going on, guys? What is... I mean, I... I, I everyone has... Like, I always have that friend, though, where I'm like, I just happen to be opening a box around them, and they just, like, pull out this pocket knife, and they just open the box for me. Yeah, well, yeah, there was always the kid in elementary, middle, high school, even, who would suddenly just be standing there with a, with a huge blade out of a pocket yeah, knife. Yeah, like a machete. And you'd be like, oh, okay, well, hey, you're just standing there. I'm going to be nicer to you in gym class, first of all. And secondly, where did that come from? Right. I didn't know that this was a thing. I don't I don't have a pocket knife. I don't carry. That's that's not my thing. Uh, but you know what, though? I think some some kids uh, who I knew in, in, in middle school and high school, they, they like that to be their thing. Like if anything needed to be cut or opened, you know, they, they were there. With a right. knife, Ching, you know. That's how they pick up the, the ladies. Well, you know, I mean, there was no chance of them picking up any ladies, so at least they could have the knife thing. Oh, he's the knife guy, you know. <laughs> right, right. He's not the ladies, man, but he is the knife guy. <laughs> he's got that going for him. <laughs> uh, next one, at Duval one He says, Denny, pick one rest of season. Drink an IPA once a week. Drink a pumpkin spice latte once a week. Start Kobe Fleener every week. <laughs> I didn't see that third thing coming. Uh, not the third thing. I'm not taking that. You know what? I can stomach one IPA a week. I'm not drinking that pumpkin spice latte stuff. I mean, lattes are disgusting. Can we just say it? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm not a coffee drinker anymore. So I'm fine with that. Right. So with it, let's just, let's get it out there. Everybody can be honest with each other. I won't lie though, Denny. I was pretty into the PSLs before I gave up coffee. Dear God, the PSLs were pee good. Who are you? <laughs> they were pretty good. Uh, oh, oh! By the way, I, I I was in Starbucks the other day, and I see this lady come up, and she orders like you know, like a like a fifteen part order with yeah. for one drink. You know, right, right. I, I couldn't even fathom what she was saying. Right, she's right. speaking another language, and she asked for I don't know if this is a thing, but extra pumpkin spice. Oh my god! And orange. And and yeah, you know, and the and the 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 barista was like trying to be polite and was like, oh, that's not that's not really a thing. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh no, it is. Trust me. My friend got it, and it was delicious. And I want this and that." And I was, "Are you kidding me?" And I, I thought she was going to come, you know, slit my throat afterward <laughs> after seeing my Twitter feed. Oh man, this next one is at TTE seven twenty. Favorite f- flavor cookout shake? Have you ever been to cookout, Denny? Uh, have I been to a cookout? Yes, I've been to a cookout. I don't know where cookouts are. They're in North Carolina. I don't know how. I don't. Are they in DC area? What are you talking about? It's still America. <laughs> well, they're not. They're not everywhere. They're I not had everywhere. a cook. I had a cookout for my birthday. Wow. What's your favorite flavor? Of what? Bir- birthday cake. Oh. No. A cook. No. Okay. Okay. This is this is the mis- the the mix up. Denny cookout is an actual restaurant or a fast food restaurant. Oh, I thought you were saying. Uh, <laughs> that's why. That's why I was like, man, you're being pretty fierce here. I'm sorry. And I'm assuming that he's talking about Cookout, the fast food place, because they're known for their milkshakes. I've never heard of Cookout. What the hell is that? Yeah, it's like a it's a it's a fast food place that they have in North Carolina and you can get milkshakes. And the best one is mint chocolate chip because anything else is not as good as mint chocolate chip. I, I mean, I'll, I'll go I'll go with that. I mean, I, I my dirty little secret <laughs> is that I don't love I don't love uh, 
milkshakes, but no. oh, is that, but you do love the what, what, what flavor? The birthday Bu- bubble gum. Bubble gum. That's what it was. Of course. So you would get the bubble gum flavor. They have like eighty flavors, Denny. Eighty. Yeah, it's insane. When you no, come down see, to North the, Carolina, we will. That, that's like the paradox of choice. Like right, that's right. the reason you you get on Netflix and for forty seven minutes you're trying to decide what to watch. How do you ever order anything? Right. Is this the second podcast in a row that we talked about the paradox of choice? I could do a whole. I could do a whole fifteen podcasts on, on that. <laughs> I, I hate it. We should not have choices. We should not. If I go to the grocery store, there should be two kinds of peanut butter. Don't don't give me eighteen different kinds. I'm stressed out looking at eighteen true. different kinds of peanut butter. True. True. Next one at Cliff underscore Allen. He says thoughts on big coffee. K cups are the woat, and nobody seems to care. Also, uh, we'll get to the the football question at the end. I'm sorry. What was the question? Thoughts thoughts on big coffee. K cups are the woat, and nobody seems to care. Big K-cups, big coffee. So K cups are the are the things you put in a machine. Yeah, K cups are the things you put in the machine. And, and they and they, uh, I've had that, and yeah, it's um it's weak, it's weak as hell. Yeah, it's very First, watered down. Yeah, and by the way, there's nothing more infuriating. I remember when I used to work in an office. Thank the Lord God that I don't anymore. And I would come in and want a strong cup of coffee, just one. And I would go in and somebody would have made the weakest ass coffee of all time. I would say, first of all, why did you make ass coffee? <laughs> and why is it weak? No, and it would be it, it would be like you could see through it right. uh, in the pot. And at that point, my day was ruined. So Right, right. Um, and then the next question is also trade Gore and Howard for Lamar Miller. Yes, I would do that. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, next one, at Rasputin Method. He says... Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, Golden Tate or an empty roster spot in a PPR league? You can drop Golden Tate. You can drop... He's. It's not happening. It's almost like this podcast talked about that this offseason. And it's almost like your doofus uh, podcast co-host drafted him in the LTS league. Oh, yeah, that's true. You did, didn't you? God, what was I... I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, it's okay. I'm one and three in the LTS league. I'm two and two, and my team sucks. We're we're gonna we're going down together. This yeah, is we totally are. We definitely are. Uh, next one at the Pugfather twenty two. I auto played Stafford due to due to the matchup without considering streaming options. Was this process poor or unlucky? I think that's a good question to ask. Um, I think the process was great to start Stafford last week. I think I think it was fine. I I think that it was close for me, but I probably would have ended up going Stafford. Yeah, I mean the Bears' defense was depleted. I thought Stafford would have a nice floor. Clearly, it didn't happen. The uh, Lions' defense couldn't stop Jordan Howard and couldn't get the ball back, which certainly did not help. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a good process overall. Oh, uh, by the way, I would start Carson Wentz over Matt, Matt Stafford this week. Yeah, I'm. I'm not against. I'm. I'm totally not against that. I think Stafford's in a pretty tough spot. I mean, I have a lot of Stafford in my season long league, so I'm probably going to be. I, I, like, I think Stafford's in a spot where you can keep him on your roster because he does have some good matchups coming, and 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 have two quarterbacks for one week on yeah. your roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one at Nicholas Conrad is Diggs still a thing? Would you be worried if he and A Rob were your wide receiver one and two? Oh, I enjoyed the tilt about from uh, from Diggs owners about CPAT being a thing. Cordero Patterson, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Um, so Diggs, what he five five catches on seven targets. I think Diggs is fine. 
I mean, maybe he's just like, I think maybe the sense that he was going to be a top 12 guy no matter what is that's not happening now. Yeah, probably false. But I do think, you know, it's a tough matchup uh, overall. Um, I, I don't. I don't think he's. I I, th- I still think he's a top twenty guy. Having him and A Rob is completely fine as your number one and two. I mean, he's still, he's he's tied with Doug Baldwin right now yeah. as far as fantasy points. So yeah, he's been fine. Uh, the next one is at Swaggy Dad Runner, and he has this gif of a goat, and it's the goat is licking, and it keeps playing, and it's freaking me out. So I got to go past <laughs> this question. Which players do you feel you were most right and most wrong about this offseason? Obviously, Goat Jones. This is a good question because I talked about earlier, we only want to talk about the things we got right, um, which is not true. I'm very open to what I got wrong. Matt Forte? I didn't. I was not on Matt Forte. I was so wrong on Forte. It was ridiculous. I was not on DeMarco Murray, which is really ruining me. I was on DeMarco. That was my one. That was like one of my best hits. Yeah, I love that's, I that's love a that. very that's a very good hit. And then the third one is Isaiah Crowell. I was not on Isaiah Crowell this year very no, much. Me um, neither. So I think I think my lesson is, for me at least, and Denny, you can obviously chime in as well. For me, I I if things continue this way, I think my mistake was with like DeMarco specifically, maybe Crowell a little bit too is writing off these running backs in bad offenses. When the running back I needed to realize that the running back position is so thin regardless that I didn't I, I shouldn't have done that. The only the only running back I really own that's in a bad offense is Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. And that was only because of the Chip Kelly thing. So that 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 I think is where for sure I, I've missed the most this season. My my worst call probably was Emmanuel Sanders. I, I stayed so far away from, from Sanders. It was it was laughable in hindsight. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I own I own some Sanders. My wide receiver stuff hasn't been bad, uh, which I'm kinda surprised at. But the Marvin Jones obviously helping that. Oh, and, and then I obviously didn't wasn't into Kelvin Benjamin, which isn't isn't working out. So there we go. We're being well, open. It being might. Open. It might work out. You see. We'll see. I did double down in that one fifteen transactions article. I I I didn't I didn't disagree with it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Speaking of guys that uh, I, you know, I don't think any either of us were like super high on him. But this is a good question. Uh, I mean, not actually the question itself is very obvious, but we should talk about this guy. This is at Samuel Brady. He says higher on Alshon or a Rob moving forward. The answer is very obviously a Rob, right? Like that's not even close. A what I, I've seen so many questions and stuff with what has Alan Robinson done? Remember when I ranted about him a couple weeks ago? Like yeah. talking about what has he done since then? Other than be great in fantasy he scored three touchdowns since then. I don't, maybe people expect him to, just go on the same pace that he had last year forever and ever. Right. And he's know. not, I mean, he's scored, he's, he's drawn tough matchups. Uh, I mean, cause he's seen Vontae now he's seen Jason Verrett. I mean, it's, it's not like, it, it's not like he's, you know, walked into these matchups against the bucks. Like I, it's very obviously a rub from Alshon's standpoint, Rich Rebar sent that hilarious Zoolander tweet about, right. about the, the bears offense, how they're only looking to the one side of the field. Uh, you know, there's, there's, I, I had some conversations with like Matt Harmon and Davis Maddock uh, about this. How um, there's the the idea that uh, they're they're trying to force Alshon out in a way because they know that he's not going to be on the team next year. Uh, so they're trying to force feed Kevin White the ball to get him going. Um, I don't know how real that is, but at the same time, I think Alshon owners have to be very worried right now. 
Well, is is Kevin White out this week? Yeah, th- that's still up in the air. So obviously, you're we'll see how how real that impact is uh, if he is sidelined. Yeah, but Kevin White's not doing anything with his market share either. But that, I mean, that team is moving on from Cutler and 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 Alshon probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next one at W Carl Russell. Is it possible OBJ keeps starting OBJ in fantasy, forming a never-ending tilting loop, ending with everyone eating at Arby's? <laughs> yes. that's, a, that's, a, that's such a good tweet. It's such a good tweet. Yeah, I think I think if 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 that's happening, then we will all in the end uh, meet in the uh, dumpster behind Arby's and eat four-day-old onion rings while crying. OBJ is so mad online. He is so. I mean, can we just call? Can we just say he's a baby? I'm fine with that. I'm fine he's a with huge. That. He's a huge, huge baby. I, I, I can't imagine how much delight opponents get out of how easy it is to rattle that guy. Right. He's the guy. He. Everyone has a friend who hates losing in a video game, and he'll turn off the system, and you'll just keep talking trash to him, and then they'll you'll play again. He'll do the same thing. It just it's funny, right? Like everyone has the guy that they poke fun at. That's OBJ right now. Dude, they should teams should totally. Uh, uh, Rodman him and you know remember when Rodman was at his like peak insanity which I know he was crazy throughout his career Dennis Rodman but uh, teams would dispatch a guy off the bench to specifically to get into Rodman's head and get him thrown out of the game right Right. Right. teams need to get a guy in uh, OBJ's face and get him tossed Right. Every game, he could he could be thrown out of these games easily. I mean, look, we've seen this from the wide receiver position throughout like NFL history. Like this is there's always, I mean, it's a diva position. We know that, and I think that we're just seeing that. Look, OBJ though overall, uh, this actually falls into the next the next question. At Eddie Kelly says biggest disappointment: OBJ, Dez, or Apple picking, which is which is which is good. But, <laughs> but, but OBJ is not really that big of a disappointment. He's just not finding the end zone. He actually has very, very similar numbers as he did through four weeks last year. It's just that he had three touchdowns last year and he has none right now. That's the difference. So sure, it's a disappointment, but Dez is a much bigger disappointment than OBJ just because of the injury. Yeah, I think Dez is just always a disappointment at this point. Yeah. Uh, the next one, add double A Cantu. Do you have a favorite post-shower cry beverage? Um, I, I think uh, vodka out of the bottle. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I'm usually pretty, uh, pretty. I, I have enough liquid in my body because I just am, am drinking the tears in the, in the, in the shower <laughs> that's coming on me. Yeah. Um, next one, at Carrie McKenzie says, uh, Stafford versus the Eagles, or am I living the stream with Cousins or Flacco? Um, we would go with the other guys before Stafford that we mentioned on the show. Mm-hmm. Next one at Jason Brown three one two. What's worse, big pumpkin spice or big bacon? Is big bacon a thing? Oh yeah, big bacon is a thing because you can't say anything negative about bacon, which I've learned on this show. That's true. You cannot. You're th- and- okay. You're okay. Now I, you're you're totally right. And I will reiterate the story where we're in Las Vegas. And we're getting brunch before we have to go on our airplanes to our destinations back home. And me, you, and Rich Rebar are getting brunch together. And we're in line at the buffet. Rich and I get back and we have these like huge plates of like, just like we like took the whole freaking thing of bacon and just brought it back to our seat. And we look at Denny's plate and he has like a pile of scrambled eggs on his plate or something. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> just the most, re- most ridiculous plate of food at a breakfast buffet I've ever seen in my life. 
It's, it's just I, insane. Yeah, I mean, look at the the fatty bacon you get there. That's disgusting. My my, if I'm gonna have bacon, it's got to be like burned to a crisp, and you could break it by looking at it too hard. I do like no. You're right. Crispy bacon's better. There's no doubt. But you still made a huge mistake. Whatever. I wasn't as hungover as you guys. That's true. Next one at John Boyd eleven. When do you decide if a quarterback should be kept or just continue streaming? Should I hold Cousins for the rest of the season? Um, you know, it just depends on your league. I think that would be our answer, right, Denny? Depends, yeah, depends I mean, on how I, many guys people are rostering and stuff. Yes, I, that would be my answer, but I would lean that you don't have to keep him on your roster. Yeah, I agree. Next one, at Chris Throw Rocks. Better rest of season, playing Eli or drinking exclusively eggnog? Oh. I'm, I'm like really surprised at how many people played Eli Manning on Monday night. Why in the world would you do that? I I have no like that that is you cannot play a team a, a quarterback against Minnesota, let alone a quarterback against Minnesota in Minnesota. Yeah, that you that that is that's a no go, guys. That's a no go. Minnesota is essentially this year's Denver Broncos. For, you, for, look, that, that's that's how you have to look at that defense. Yeah, you don't tug on Superman's cape, and you do not start a quarterback in Minnesota or at Denver. I I would not start any quarterback at Denver. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, at CJB, he says, what are we doing with Matt Ryan? Rinse and repeat. I feel like this is going to backfire soon. Yeah, this week, I don't think you can really start him confidently. No, but I would keep him. I would do everything you can to keep him on your roster, but I would not start him unless you are fairly desperate. See, I'm, I'm not... So I'm not as extreme on Ryan this week. I think I would still start him. I would start Wentz over him, but I might still start Ryan over the Broncos quarterbacks. Oh man, I I think I no, I don't think I would definitely go if it's a healthy Simeon or Lynch, I'm going those two. Okay, fair, fair enough. Um next one at KD Banks 01, Matt Ryan for DeMarco Murray straight up. I'd get Murray. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Get that Dude. You're you're trading the QB1 for the RB1. You got to <laughs> go for the RB1. Yep. Uh, next one at Razorback in time. At what minute during Monday Night Football did you turn the turn on the shower? During during Monday night, or I guess it was probably Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. I I would say uh, like four minutes into the game. Yeah, you could just tell, man. Right? It, like, it, it, it the, the the yeah the game flow went into oblivion immediately. It was it was very rough. Uh, my 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 official tilt started in probably the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to stay calm, uh, but yeah, once you got into the middle and the end of the third quarter, I, I was like, "Well, he's going to be benched. They're going to bench him." Yeah. Next one at we underscore ff therapist. Number one reason LTS stands for love to Satan. Number one, constant talk of horned animals. Number two, hating on Trump. Number three, Denny's love for Halloween. That's actually kind of frightening. Yeah, no, I mean, if you listen, if you play this episode backwards. You'll just hear "Hail Satan, Hail <laughs> Satan," or you know, over and over. So, right? Yeah, I heard, heard that. It's actually of all episodes. Uh, we're, and, we're wait, and also, wait a second. So you're telling so so from this tweet, I gather opposition to Trump equals love of the devil. Apparently, I I think it goes. I think it's the opposite. Maybe it's flipped around. I don't know. Uh, he also says John Brown's on the waiver wire, wanting to blow some fob. How much is too much to blow? Jesus, I'd spend I'd spend a good bit on John Brown. Uh, well, I think what twenty percent? I'd go probably forty. Wow, I'm just saying, there's not many like opportunities where you can get 
a potential starter like that. I mean, yeah. we know he's a starter. Um, we'll go with the last one here uh, since we're running out of time. We'll go with this is from Swagboy007, which okay. also hit us up about your uh, your handle because what the heck is Swagboy? <laughs> and also, also the guy's name Swagboy007. Oh, there's an underscore at the end, but his name is Yo on Twitter. Like it's but just it's Yo Swagboy. I really please tell me you're 19 years old. I hope to God, please Swagboy. Actually, if he's like 36, that'd be hilarious. Um, he has time to worry about Hopkins, so we're getting to that question that we had talked about. Um, I did a lot. I, I, I actually recorded a video today of DeAndre Hopkins. that will probably go out tomorrow on our YouTube channel. I'm, I'm selling DeAndre Hopkins right now. Um, he has a 22.9% market share last year was 31.2%. Um, and obviously we knew at the second, during the second half of the season, when the, te- when the Texans defense was performed well, DeAndre Hopkins performance slipped. He saw fewer than 10 targets per game when during the first half of the season, he was seeing 14.43 targets per game. Um, and now his market share. Will Fuller seen more targets than DeAndre Hopkins this season, Denny? I mean, wow. it's, it's, it's a real thing. The difference is DeAndre Hopkins was able to maintain his production last season because his biggest competition for targets was Cecil Shorts and Nate Washington, which is why he was able to see 31% of the team's targets. Now Will Fuller's here. So now they're a run-first team, which we know they want to be a run-first team. And now his market share is not that high, which means he's just not going to see the same type of volume this season. Uh, I have to give it to the film guys who were in my mentions in week one saying, Will Fuller is Houston's number one receiver, no doubt. That's and crazy. I thought that was funny at the time, but they said he is, you know, they these, these film-centric type guys were saying, Will Fuller is much, much better than DeAndre Hopkins, and he's going to take command of that, you know, receiving game. So I guess that's I guess that's happening. But if you're trading Hopkins right now, what I mean, can you get much? I mean, probably not, but I think the the way that I framed it is if you can sell him as what not not even what he's being drafted as, but if I, I don't think that he's gonna be a top ten guy. I don't think he's gonna be a wide receiver one this year. If you can sell him as a lower end wide receiver one, I would I would do it. I'm just I'm I'm afraid of DeAndre Hopkins from here on out. I think it's I think that he's gonna have big weeks. He'll have monster weeks still. But if you look at how he's produced so far this year, so much of it to start the season before last week was buoyed by touchdown production. Which sure he's a good touchdown scorer. I get it. But he's also on an offense that his running back hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Lamar Miller actually has more touches. I saw this uh, tweeted by Bill Barnwell. He has more touches to start a season without scoring a touchdown than any other player in modern NFL history. So we're talking about a, an offense that you know there's going to be progression from the running back position to score touchdowns. We know Will Fuller is legit, and he's going to take away this market share. I just I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is set up very well this season. No, yeah, that, that all spells doom. So would you rather have Doug Baldwin or Hopkins? I'd probably... Uh, Oh my God! Why are you doing this to me? Because uh, I would. I, I'm. I'm going Baldwin. I'm I just think I might Baldwin. want Baldwin too. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I. I don't think it's going to be. Look, the way we have to look at it too is I, DeAndre Hopkins might outscore Doug Baldwin at the end of the season. Let's just pretend DeAndre Hopkins scores ten more points than Doug Baldwin. The journey in owning Doug Baldwin is going to feel a lot better than the journey in owning DeAndre Hopkins. 
Oh yeah, you know Hopkins is going to be tilt tilt city. Yeah, it's just going to be an up and down. I don't think week four is this anomaly. I I think that this is what could potentially happen with DeAndre Hopkins throughout the season because Will Fuller's presence. Yeah. Anyway, Denny. All right, that does it for this week's show. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? At CD Carter thirteen on the Twitter, and uh, if you're looking for. DFS hashtag content. You can find it at draftdayconsultants.com. We have a very good uh, daily daily fantasy newsletter. And I am JJ Zacharyson. You can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. Uh, all of my work over at numberfire.com. Publish 15 transactions today. If you want more in depth, a more in-depth look on DeAndre Hopkins, he was the number one transaction on that list today. Uh, Denny, you want to go get some milkshakes? We can We can go to cookout. We can we can go to a cookout. I got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Good luck in week five, and we will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out 